Hello and welcome to Watch It, a podcast where three friends sit down to talk about a single TV series or a movie at a time. I'm your host, Luke Morgenthau, and joining me for these discussions is the Australian agent, Conan. Yeah, hey. And Captain Falcon himself, Griner. Ahoy, hoy. So today we're discussing the final episode of the new Disney Plus original series, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, how do we feel overall about the finale, Griner? Uh, I thought it was pretty weak. Like, I think, I think last week's episode was the highlight of the series. I feel like... I feel like this episode focused on all the things I didn't care about that much. Like there was a lot of focus on Morgenthau and the flag smashers, which I did. I expected there would be, but I felt like I was going to get a bit more of uh, Newcap, and I feel like we we just didn't get that much of him. And I feel yeah. like he was the most interesting thing, and he just I don't know, he showed up, but that's about it. Yeah, um, Conan, what do you think overall? Yeah, I was pretty disappointed. I think it's a really weak episode. Um, it has that problem <clears throat> that a lot of things do now that I think it's trying to be set up for more seasons and the future MCU. Like yeah. Cap is the most egregious scene where we had that. Was it last week that we had the um, post credit scene of him making the shield? Yep. So we had that. So you're expecting this huge fallout of that. And instead you get a very poorly executed um, element of that. And it's like, okay, he's obviously going, and then, his conclusion with his new suit is like, that's going to come out later, but we should be getting it now. Yeah. So I think the main thing from this that I was, I don't know, I felt like there was no body cop stuff with Bucky and Falcon. Like they weren't together. They weren't fighting together or anything like that. The only sort of body cop vibe, we had a little scene with um, Bucky and Walker. And that was really the only sort of, buddy thing that was going on but yeah and then that montage at the end where it's kind of just and another montage, showing, <laughs> another montage eating shrimp on the barbecue and helping fix a boat i don't know <laughs> but yeah flirting with yeah. his sister again so going back to their normal lives yep that's, right. that's the big problem they really didn't pursue bucky getting with sam's sister they should have focused on that, that would have been fun. it should have been a whole episode really it should have been yeah trying to get in there um, all right, so we'll go through a, f- a few of the scenes and we'll try and like talk about some of the bigger moments in it. So opening scene, we have a uh, follow-up to last week's episode with the Senators sort of being gassed out of this meeting. Um, and we have the debut of the new Captain America suit. Um, what do we think of the suit, first of all, Conan? I don't like the uh, the helmet sort of thing, like the like face the- frame. The white spandex thing over Yeah, like, yeah. It's, like it, it's like that really calls back to those old comics. I think that's what it is. I think it's pretty accurate to the comic from what I've gathered. But that old sort of comic drawing where characters always wear like spandex shaping their face. I find yeah. that so, I find it so weird. Every time I saw that, I was just kind of I was like, oh, that's, oh no, I don't <laughs> like it. His his goggles felt really off center or something too. Like it made his eyes look close together. I don't know what it was. It just every time, like he's giving that monologue at the end, and all I could look at was how his <laughs> goggles would like just look strange to me. Yeah, uh, you can't take him seriously in that scene. <laughs> like you look like a you look like a cosplayer, man. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the thing. I was um I was really hyped for the new suit, and I was pretty disappointed when he showed up. I don't feel like it's Wakandan enough. Like. They built this awesome Black Panther suit that's made of this, and then his does look like the first draft of like a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man suit, where it is like the white spandex. I think the, the, the wings and stuff are cool, but yeah, the wings it's, are cool. the, 
it's the body, like the part. I, I actually wouldn't have minded if they didn't even give him much of a face mask. Like he probably yeah. needs goggles because he's flying around. But the whole point is he's like the first. He's the black Captain America. Let's see his face. Let's see that this is who it is. I mean, I know it's not really hidden, but but honestly, yeah, like goggles. I think he should have just had the goggles with the suit and not. I think it's just the white spandex head thing that. Yeah, the rest of the suit's fine. It's like when you think about um. Black Panther, his was just a suit that ended at the neck and he could turn on a, a helmet. Yeah. That would have been a better choice and made more sense. So yeah, he yeah. could have maybe maybe had goggles and nothing else and then he could put on armor if need be. Like a yeah. Star Lord type visor thing that yeah. comes over. Yeah, have the, thing. have the goggles come in when he takes off and he's and he's flying around at max speed, like that's cool. But yeah, yeah well, I don't know. It was really anticlimactic after the build up from the last episode with it. Like they didn't even really mm. do a, like a reveal that much. No. It's just like, Oh, here he is. And he's in his new suit. Yeah. And it's, it's very colorful. Like it's very white, yeah. red and blue. And I, I, I don't know. I found it kind of weird. I don't know if I'm just nitpicking, but the fact that he is the first black captain America and he's got like, he's draped in white. <laughs> I, kind of like... I, I noticed that too. I don't know. It's a bit strange. I thought, I and... thought that was very, that was very weird. Like we've harped on it, but like the white skull cap, like it takes up yeah, most of his head. That's the thing. So yeah, he know. looks it looks like a yeah, like a white dude with a black face. I don't know. I thought it was very bizarre. Um, speaking of masks, uh, we have Sharon Carter revealing her awesome disguise that she just throws <laughs> off at the start, and then doesn't. So it's just like, well, now I'm just here now anyway. Um, obviously that disguise is from the Winter Soldier movies, the movie, and we haven't seen it since then. Um. Like Black Widow had it in that movie, and I don't, I don't know if it's just a callback to that to be like, oh, this is the same universe, but it's it still looks weird. <laughs> it's I don't know, a bit weird for her to just throw it out, throw it off at the start when she's like technically wanted in this country. And just then... entirely unnecessary, really. Yeah, like it's it's literally just a callback. I feel like so nobody's stopping Bucky from walking in there. So why are they going to care if she does? Like, yeah, they probably well, feel especially, better. especially because she's like she takes it off and she's like, don't worry, no one's looking for me. So why are you wearing it in the first place? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It would have been great if he called her called her out on that. Um, so when when he does show up in this new suit, we do get the little comment that I thought was funny about. I thought Captain America was on the moon when he introduced yeah. himself as Captain America. Best um, episode. Yeah, pr- probably. <laughs> uh, we get a fight scene between George Saint Pierre and Captain America. We'll call him now, uh, and sort of Sharon and Bucky going through this thing to stop these people splitting up the phone call between Bucky and Carly. Um, do we enjoy this fight with George St. Pierre and the phone call between Bucky and Carly or Griner? No, I don't know. I just, I don't know who, I still don't know who he is. I still don't care who he is. <laughs> I don't understand why he's there. Yeah. Uh, why, is, why can he even go toe to toe with the Falcon? I don't understand that. He's a UFC Hall of Fame. <laughs> I don't. That's the thing. It, I don't know. It it feels underwhelming for him to fly in in this new suit and then have this like five minute like punch scene with just a random dude that Captain America took out in like ten seconds in the Winter Soldier movie. And I feel like it's just because they have this name. Oh, he was in the movie, like so he can be an important part of this show. I don't know, Conan. What do you yeah. think? It definitely feels like that. It's this is the universe. This is the character. It was a kind of nice callback to the Winter Soldier fight, like mirroring that same thing where Cap fought him now. Cap fought him then, and so now the new Cap has to fight him. But there is a very weird uh, sort of a, a disjointed sense between them. Like when, when Sam throws the shield and it hits him, and they're kind of like they both collapse to the ground. It's like, so 
is he made of vibranium? Is he like is George Saint Pierre as strong as this shield? I don't know. It's weird. It's um yeah. Again, it's that problem with there's there's no established rules, but the fact that he yeah I don't, like, I don't know he's yeah. <laughs> I think I think the main thing is that really he should be able to just smash him with that shield like. With that vibranium shield, he should be able to throw it at him and knock him out. And I did yeah. notice he's he's punching him and, and kicking him a lot, and then he doesn't really like get the upper hand in the fight until he starts using the shield and doing that. I don't know if it's just a thing of him getting used to using the shield in a fight, and he was fighting in his old style. But we had a that montage. Was... He should be an yeah. expert on the shield by now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that would have been a great way to sort of establish him as the new Captain of America as well, where. Without the shield, he couldn't really fight this guy. But now he's got a shield, he just like mops the floor with it. That would have been yeah. really cool to like. He just uses the shield. He's like bang, bang, bang. Pierre's down. And it's like, oh wow, this guy's even though he's not a super soldier, he's now really deadly. Yeah, I, f- I feel like a new cap pre powers was better with the shield than than Falcon is like. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. exactly. Yeah, so like there's that, that that fight on top of the two trucks in like the second episode. Yeah, like they're super soldiers, and he's kind of taking them on with the shield, even though he's well, not. And even, Falcon's really struggling. Even he took on Falcon and Bucky and was beating them like single-handedly. I mean, that was post powers, but oh, I yeah. did. Yeah, sorry, sorry, my bad. Um, so and then we, obviously we had we had the phone call with Bucky and Carly, where he's sort of just basically being like, you know, the nightmares won't stop. Like you'll remember all these people that you kill, and I don't know. She doesn't seem to really care. Like. I keep struggling with her being a sympathetic character when she keeps doing really bad stuff. Um, nothing like you guys weren't interested in this sort of phone call or anything, or something. Obviously, she's just using it as a distraction for him. But Grana, <laughs> I think the I think my biggest issue with Carly is that she's a more interesting character if the movement is moving ahead of her rather than her moving ahead of the movement. Like she's the one going, we just have to kill all these people because we have to get our message out there. Whereas if the movement was doing all these horrible actions and she's like, I didn't want it to go this far, give us a conflict there. But she just, she's not that like, that's not the direction they went, obviously. And I just, I don't know. I just cannot care about it. She's the first one. to just be like, well, let's just kill them. It's okay. And yeah. Um, Next, spend, we have. Sorry, based just on that, they spend way too much time with her in this episode as well. Yeah. In the part where she really gets either pushed to the side, and it should have been a showdown between old Cap and them, or or something, or more of a focus on Sam accepting that role. But they just the entire episode is an excuse to be to sort of look to show a showdown between the flag smashers and Falcon, and it's really a big disservice because she's so uninteresting in this. Even when she's doing That's... all the things she's doing, she's just not engaging. That's the thing. Like, the most unfortunate thing is, obviously, it's been building up this whole time, but she is, like, the least interesting character in the show. Yeah. So, like, it's difficult, you know, when we could have Zemo there, um, like, yeah, who's man, a really interesting character yeah. to watch. But, yeah. Um, been... We have the senators getting loaded onto a truck with the big soldier placing a very special lock on there um, that no one can break. Uh, and then, really messed up, Sharon... Carter cooking this big soldier like a lobster with the mercury grenade thing that she places on him or something, and he just his skin's melting away. So, yeah, obviously, at this point, we're sort of like Sharon Carter's hiding a secret, and we sort of speculated on it last week. I feel like this was the moment when she kills him this way, where you feel like she probably is the power broker, sort of thing. Is that what you guys felt? I called it last week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna own that. <laughs> yeah. You did, you did, um, and it really spoiled this episode. Thanks. 
Um, I don't know, because remember in the first episode, Sam kills a bunch of people doing this mission. And so I yeah, feel like it was brutal though. I, it was, dude but I wasn't, to. um, I wasn't shocked as like, oh, wow, she's killed someone because we were given that first dose of like, oh no, they, all these guys will kill people if they need to. But they also yeah. never really revisited that in episodes two, three, four. Um, but I mean, she, action. she goes full John Wick at the shipping yard. Like, it's not like she yeah. hasn't killed before. And this is a super soldier, like, I don't know, expecting her to go toe-to-toe with him is a bit... Yeah, okay. No, fair enough. But it it was pretty gnarly. Like, poor dude. Hmm. Um, I mean, she could have just blown him up with a bomb, but she... Yeah, but she melted him. Um, I, I do like that she didn't... I don't know. I guess saying that it was like a Mercury thing sort of reveals what happened, but seems like, how'd you how'd you do that? And she's like, oh, this and a few other things. I burned him alive. Um, so it covers <laughs> a few things, We'll just um we'll cover the helicopter fight scene with Cap and uh, this helicopter. We've got a hostage that's also got a background, which like Red Wing pulls up, which I thought was sort of interesting. But uh, what do we think of this whole helicopter, which is probably the biggest action scene of the episode with the most budget? Uh, Griner, how do you feel? Yeah, how do you like Red Wing, Griner? Yeah, he's back. <laughs> he didn't have to reroute, reroute power, which I'm. I'm happy about like <laughs> they didn't call back to that trope again, but I don't know. Like it was fine, but I felt like the um the previous scene that like the in this first episode where we have him taking on all these helicopters and stuff was way more interesting than exactly what we what we got here. Exactly, that's that was my problem. Is it was a less interesting version of the first episode's helicopter fight scene. So it just it wasn't interesting, or they didn't do it much new. I found. Like, he ends it by taking the pilot out, which is sort of what he did to Bartok in the first episode anyway. Yeah. Um, it's like, a, it's a callback to that. And um, Yeah. But I don't know if it was just, I watched this on my phone at like 11 o'clock at night. In the room. Oh, so maybe, no. so maybe it was that. This. I just felt like I had no idea what was happening in the scene. There's so many <laughs> like, just shots of him flying in a random thing and helicopters spinning around. And I, I, I found it really just like, I couldn't follow anything. I was like, yeah, okay, he's tracking it, but I don't know where they're going, what they're doing. It's just sort of like a supercut of things flying. Yeah. I um, I did have a moment, though. I was even confused. I was watching on my TV, but I had a moment when Red Wing like, pulls up, like, oh, this person has a flight history in the army, and then the pilot shoots at Red, like Red Wing with his, his gun. I thought Red Wing saw them, was like, that person can be a pilot. And then shot everyone else in the helicopter so she could take over. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? What's going on? So then I thought she just safely flew away. And then I was like, okay, no, no. And then rewatching it this morning, I was like, okay, that's that's actually what happened. That makes more much more sense. Um, so we have a scene with Carly and her constant. This this was annoying me. Her whole like, this is bigger than us. It doesn't even matter if we die. Like it feels like she's just wanting to be a martyr for the sake of it at this point. Like. It's so dramatic and over the top where it just feels like, I don't know, she's sort of believing her own hype. I don't feel like it's like an honest thing that she's feeling where she's like, no, we need to give our lives for this cause. Like, it just feels like this is this is what could happen and it doesn't even matter because of this. What do you think of this thing, Conan? And obviously the Flag Smashers are sort of doubting her at this point as well. They're not as comfortable with just killing all the hostages that she wants to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think... I mean, this scene is just the is the product of a problematic arc. I really think, like, she's got you're right. She's riding that martyr train and really trying to be like. She says it several times, like, "This is bigger yeah. than me. I'm happy to die for this. This isn't about me." And it's really, again, it's sort of that 
the problematic on the nose telling of the themes where she's like, look, I'm fighting for a cause. Yeah, we get it. I think she she should have died as a martyr two episodes ago. That would have been a much more interesting direction. Like imagine if in Mama Dunya's Mama Dolmio's funeral, it was actually Carly's funeral. That would have been interesting. Like there's all these things they're trying to play at, but they didn't actually pursue any of them properly. And so you've mm-hmm. got this weird thing where she is just expounding her thoughts and like, this is why we're doing it. It's like, yeah, we know that's why you're doing it. Just why don't you kill somebody, set a decoy up and be like, we got to die for this cause. That's more interesting than her just saying, I will die for this cause and then not dying. Yeah. Corona? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I don't know. The whole martyr thing just was, was re- it felt really weak. I, I don't know. Martyrs are, Martyrs can be interesting, but I don't think they're interesting when it's just like, yeah, I'm probably going to die, and then they die. Like they're interesting if they have a lot to lose. They they look like you know they're leaving people behind, or yeah, you know they have a big weight on their shoulders or something like that. But you never really feel like that with her at all. Like she's just so unconvincing. No, and that's the thing. Like I think to be an effective martyr, it's like I don't know you got to be sort of unjust, unjustly taken out by people to prove your point but her mm. just being a terrorist and murdering people and getting her comeuppance isn't really a martyr so i don't know yeah like like i said if like the cause had been getting bigger than her and she had died to sort of i don't know i think that's more interesting yeah. like, no. down or something, yeah. yeah exactly like she was trying to stop all the senseless killing and gets killed doing that i yep. know bring that message back there we go mm. better writers than the show Season um, two, we can do it <laughs> So uh, next, we've got them basically trying to kill the hostages. Bucky doing a dramatic jump off the motorcycle, which I thought was cool. <laughs> um, and this is like the fight scene with Bucky and these um, super soldiers and our boy John Walker showing back up with his metal shield. Um, what do we think of this little fight scene? It includes Carly saying, I didn't want to kill people who don't matter, which is... It makes her even more of like an annoying, unsympathetic <laughs> character. Like that's such a shitty thing to say, and she's so yeah. tone deaf about it. Um, I, I, th- I thought this is she's trying to like antagonize him almost, but she really wasn't. <laughs> she's just uh, not aware at all. Uh, no. What do we think of this whole scene with John Walker and Bucky fighting them? I really feel like this scene, uh, this scene in a lot of ways showed off the TV budget. Like, like think about that scene where where Bucky comes off the the motorcycle. Like, he kind of just dives into this dude where I feel like if you see that in a movie, it's slow-mo, the motorcycle crumples against the, the barrier, he comes up and he's, like, you know, in a pose, throwing a punch while he's flying through the air or something like that. Like, there's cool scenes like that, and then we don't get any of that in this because it's a TV show and it has a budget, I suppose. I don't know. I felt like it really showed. But I, I actually didn't mind this scene in a lot of other ways. Like, I was surprised at how effective New Cap's shield was for being something he rigged up in his shed. Yeah, I was expecting it to just, yeah, get destroyed by a super soldier straight away. Um, obviously, Carly kicks it away when he first throws it, but it was I, I liked him, him coming back into it low and still trying to fight the good fight as Cap sort of thing, you know, and like mm. going after them again. Conan, what do you think? Yeah, I was expecting the, the shield to just like bend in it, like snap in half as soon as he throws yeah. it. Like, oh, crap. But yeah. um, I, I liked it. I, I liked, I don't know... It, is this a good time to talk about John Walker in general and how they've handled him? Or let's do it. I I, I like John Walker. What, what do you want to talk about him? I I'm glad. I kind of like the direction they took him in, but at the same time, I um I don't know. It feels really really rushed. So to have to have one episode where he really completes a whole redemption arc from like the bottom of the barrel, 
and comes around to fairly cheesy, just like I'm a good guy now. Um, I don't know. I don't I, think I he's would... there, though. I don't think he quotes Abraham Lincoln and Bucky pats him on the back. Yeah, I feel like he's there. I feel like, like the show wants to, like wants him yeah, to be there. The show wants him to be that guy, and I'm, I'm okay with that direction. I just don't think it's done well because it's really yeah. just like we saw him at the end forging a shield as if he's about to go and cut some more heads off, but then yeah. he's actually like, "No, I'm, I'm a good guy now, and that's fine." But the six episode pacing of it really hinders it. That should mm. have been at least two, probably three or four or five, even like showing this this return. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll get into it when we get to the end of the episode. We'll, we'll talk more about his arc. Um, is it is it difficult to believe that this teenage girl can kick his ass when they're both super soldiers now? Like they've both got this super soldier serum. He's this famed military, like combat veteran. She's pretty young and has just been like fighting, like leading this cause, and she kicks his ass like in a, a fist fight. Is this was this weird to anyone else? Or there's like three or four of them, isn't there? No, this is when she he chases her down, and they're sort of like in like the like um under like sort of like a bleachers sort of thing. Like there's like pipes around them, and she swings around a pole and kicks him and stuff like that before she goes to drive the car off the cliff. I just I don't know. Before that. I might be getting it wrong, but before that, wasn't he fighting like four of them? He 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 was he got attacked by a bunch of them, and that, yeah. like, but then so I, it's one on one after that. Yeah, I just assumed he was exhausted, right? Like, because in that scene where he's taking on everybody, he's getting he's clearly pummeled. like he's, he's, he's on the ground getting pummeled. Yeah, yeah, he's holding his own, but he's not. He's never winning the fight. He's always sort of getting his ass handed to him. Yeah, um, and so I just assumed at that end, like he was he taken a beating, and True. whereas Carly was still there more strong. I mean, but that. To your point, that just attests more to the whole, to the uh, inconsistent logic of super soldiers in this show. Yeah. Where one episode, Bucky's running faster than a car. The next one, he's... He's jogging. Like, it seems to be the same. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's a lot of inconsistencies that really ruin it. Yeah. And that's the thing. They're all super soldiers, so they should all be running that fast. Like, Mm. we see that in the um, Civil War movie, when, like, they're running cars down the highway. Like, they're all... Like Black Panther and the two super soldiers are just running ridiculously what is fast. He, what does he need a motorcycle for, right? Like, yeah, just <laughs> running. Why is he leaping people? over buildings and yeah, yeah, <laughs> a human cannonball? <laughs> so, speaking of Carly being unsympathetic, we have her just trying to drive these twelve people off a cliff just to murder them, um, and she jumps out of the car and everything like that. We have John Walker having that sort of redemption thing, choosing to save the senators instead of pursuing his own revenge. Uh, coming back from the dark side, as it were. Um, finishing with, like, the real Captain America now, saving them by catching them in the air and using his wings to push them up. So we touched on it earlier. What did you think of this with John Walker deciding to save them? Was that a good moment, or do you feel like it was rushed? I-, I felt it was a good moment seeing him, like, there. It felt heroic, and he chucks his shield down, which is bent and crumpled by this point. Um, and sort of, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, he's given up that mantle. We'll let go of it now. Um, but, yeah, what, what do you think of it, Griner? It's a good moment. But, I mean, like Conan said, it, it's rushed. Like, we go from one episode him detap- decapitating a dude, the next episode <laughs> sort of being on the run, getting caught, getting marshaled, and then this episode, I'm a good guy now. Like, I understand yeah. what I've done wrong. I'm here to make amends. It it all happens too quickly. Um, and, it, yeah, just... It was, like, uh, it's it's the right way to go with the character. I agree. I like... I didn't mind this this scene, and I didn't mind him in this episode. But I wish we'd had yeah. more build up. I wish that had been the focus of the show. 
rather than yeah. the flag smashes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like White Russell's performance is really good in this. Episode, he's so good. I, I really like him. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just he's rich. I've, I've made my point. Yeah. So, um, of course, I just want to so... say, sorry, with the with the car coming off off the cliff, like I feel like we have seen that so many <laughs> times in Marvel, and this might be the most underwhelming one of them all. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, how many times have we seen Spider-Man stretched between like six cars and a bridge? Or yeah. I was about to I say, know. I was expecting Tobey Maguire to swing in and start <laughs> like, shooting webs on either side, and that would have probably made us the best Marvel it, show. It would have been would have been awesome. Um, of course, though, we can't talk about this scene though uh, without talking about. We get the classic line: "That's the Black Falcon there." <laughs> no, that's Captain America. <laughs> how do we feel about this? This Classic, this great line. Conan, what do you think of it? All right. <laughs> this is, this comes back to, it was what we were talking about the other day. This comes back to the same thing in episode two, I think, when um, when Sam first meets Isaiah and he gets arrested out on the street. It is very clearly reflecting, like, the show is doing a really good job in a lot of ways about exploring the cultural problems of America. It's exploring America's problematic history. Yep. It's exploring the way that America still view, like, still is divided and views, um, and views black people, yep. and like, there's a huge history and legacy there that they're still living, whereas white America, in so many ways, isn't, and they think it's resolved. Yeah. Um, that scene earlier where he gets arrested is it's a really poorly executed scene, but it's very clearly tapping into a truth. Um, yep. So it's kind of necessary to be there to, to try to build on that thematically. And this is the same problem. It's the most clunky, poorly delivered line, especially because there's these two dudes who are just like massive smiles on their face, just having so much fun. Just like they look like Disney characters, like the lovable, like yeah. the two lovable uncles. And it's just so weird. And they're just like, they say that line, like, that's the Black Falcon. That kid must have coined that term because now everyone's calling him Black Falcon, even though I, no one's ever called him that before. To be fair, I liked the old man being like, that's the Black Falcon there. I like that line and I like the delivery of that. Then the other guy standing there with his phone, like I knew what he was going to say before he even started talking. <laughs> Everybody did. A hundred percent. No, it's it, like, Corona, how, much, how much better would it just, how much better would it have been if he like, if cut like Sam lands and they're like, Oh, Black Falcon. But he's like, no, I'm not Black Falcon. I'm Captain America. It's like, Oh, cool. That would have been a better delivery. Yeah. Corona. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I have much to add. No. I think you're right. Like, if he had landed and it was kind of like the, you know, the end of Iron Man 1 where he's like, I'm Iron Man, and he's like, no, I'm yeah. Captain Falcon. Like, I'm, I'm Captain America. I'm like, Captain yeah. America, mother... You know, like... um. So, bringing in a, a different topic. So, Spider-Man Miles Morales, the PS5 game, deals with a similar story about him trying to take up this mantle of Spider-Man. And there's a line similar to this near the end of the game and I think it's much better written and delivered much better than this. And it's basically the person being like, no, that's our Spider-Man. Like, he's our neighborhood spot. Like, that's our neighborhood Spider-Man. Mm. And I, I don't, even just being like, that's our Captain America. I feel like he's a much better line than just, nah, that's Captain America. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Probably something, yeah. I guess that, that kind of, that would also they say that, you know, black America has a captain, white America has a captain. And I think they're trying to go for a sense of inclusivity and be like, mm. no, we are. One America United, yeah. Um, but I agree. Like that line would have been better delivered. Than, it would have uh, felt more real. It would have felt more real. Being like, yeah. no, that's my Captain America, right there. Mm. Um. So 
we then have the confrontation between Sharon Carter, Carly, and our favourite George St. Pierre again. Um, so obviously we get the actual full reveal here that she is the power broker. Um, I do like that she just comes out and says, like, I don't deal with blackmail. Kills Dovich straight away. She's like, nah, don't try and blackmail me. Like, I'm mm. much more powerful than you. She does get shot by Carly, um, leading to this fight scene with Captain America and with him refusing to fight her and she really wants him to fight back to sort of prove her point or whatever. How do we feel about this, Grona? Yeah, it was fine. Like, I I agree. I liked I liked Sharon Carter just popping a cap in his ass. Like, yep. no, we don't have time for this. Um, I, mean, I still just don't care about Carly. Like, no. Just, just, a... I don't know. I'm glad she... Did she die? Or is she still alive? I don't know. She was in a she was in a stretcher at the end. I guess wasn't she? Maybe no, she's going to be Sam alive still. She's died. dead. She's dead. Yeah. Okay. Sam says okay. this girl died for her cause. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's true. That's true. I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad Sharon just shot her too. Like, absolutely. I was like, please, <laughs> please, just end it now. Yeah. Um, Conan, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I um I'm curious about Sharon's character now because she's obviously been like mm. a, a really good guy or. a a good character from the beginning of all yeah. the others. Like she's always just been that sort of bland. And we talked about it earlier. Like she's the one forgotten. Mm. Um, and she's been like this exemplar of goodness, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm really interested in the direction now. It's like, oh, she's actually, could yeah. be argued to be an evil character. She's a power broker. She's very, she's pragmatic. She's, she's very gray. I really like yeah. that direction. Oh uh, yeah. I was going to say, I really hope she's a gray character. Like that's, there's not enough of those in the Marvel universe. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, and it's prime for TV is probably the best place to explore that because you can just have their machinations through things and sort of a very slow exploration of it. Um, and again, Anna, she's she's been very underused in this whole show though. Like every episode, she just gets one scene. This one, she gets a few more, but yeah. Again, she has, she, has, she has basically two episodes and then a scene and everything else. Yeah, but on a phone call. I, like I liked her in this episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I think that it's definitely the way to go about it. Obviously, she's evil in the when you look at it like in the terms of the law and she's against the government and she's just selling these secrets. But it's sort of that whole thing of just she's surviving. She's doing what she's had to do these last few years and you can't begrudge her for that. But it's not like she's betraying like Captain America or Bucky or anything like that or trying no, to harm them. So I think she's probably the best. She's like the best representation of that thing they're trying to tap into about the people left behind. Because they really don't, they really don't fulfill that with Sam and his sister and the bank loans and all that. They, they never really, yeah, like yeah. that was just that was tapped out and it was suggested. And they never explored it. She is the show's take on that, which is kind of cool to be like, this is the person who's forgotten. Look what happens. It creates a monster or potential monster. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting moving forward because obviously, yeah, she's much bigger player character now than what she had been in previous um, MCU movies. The power broker, power broker in the comics was like a male character, like it was some big sort of kingpin type character. So it's not Sharon Carter in the comics. So they're obviously they're mixing up a few things, but I like that though. I think it's the right choice to sort of involve her the way they have. Um, next we have so Winter Soldier and um, Walker using their app to cut catch the other <laughs> flag smashes. I th- I thought it was funny. I like Bucky being like, "This is a great app." It makes the flag smashes look really stupid kind of thing. Um, and we have Walker, like Conan said earlier, um, quoting Lincoln, mercy bears richer fruit than strict justice with such like a cheesy smile. I, I, I liked that and sort of gave me that buddy cop between these two with him being like, it's, it's not a cool quote when you use it. Um, Grana, what do you think of this little scene? 
Yeah, it was it wasn't bad. It, it is a good line by Bucky. By Bucky, like I do enjoy, I do enjoy that. But I, it's it's a real big kind of plot hole that they haven't. I mean, they have tapped into the app occasionally before, like mm. um, Torres is like, oh, every time there's an attack, there's a there's an increase in app activity at this location or whatever. But it's such an obvious way to track what they're doing. Like, why are they yeah. just not all over that shit? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. When they were hunting Carly down for three episodes, yeah, and like, hey, meet me at McDonald's, like, in quarter there. But <laughs> yeah, I don't even think about it. Actually, <laughs> why, why weren't they just using that? Conan, what do you think? Yeah, it was fine. Um, again, earned earned moments that should have come several episodes later. <laughs> um, I don't know. It would be nice if John Walker was like technology, huh? It's like, oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we have then Sam. After obviously Carly gets shot by Sharon Carter and he kills her obviously to protect her own secret. But it did look like Carly was going to shoot Sam. So, you know, it doesn't, I don't know. Carly's a bad person. She deserved to die. <laughs> um, we have Sam fly, dramatically flying her in with his wings um, and having a, his heroic 10-minute speech on national television for the world to see, calling out all the senators. What do we think? Of, what do we think of it? I th- I feel like it was a good speech, and there's good in there, but it goes on way too long, and is way too ham-fisted with it. Conan, what do you think? No, I, I think this is where the episode really just become falls from like a C to an E minus. Like it's <laughs> it's so dumb. There's this battle that's going on. There are people dying around, and there's chaos in the streets. And he decides then to just be like, "Senators, let's have a real." He gives, I think I read something where it's like a four and a half minute speech or something. Yeah, Compare that to the earlier Captain American ones. It's like an 80 second speech and a 60 second speech. And it yeah. drags. This speech just goes, it's not even a speech though. It's like this very clearly constructed conversation of like, it's like here's all the problems that you've done. Here's everything this show has been trying to say. Here's all yeah, the stuff in case anyone wasn't watching. Here's yeah. the ethos of the show in four minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. And the senator just being like, you don't understand. It's like, oh, come on. Like, I'm a black man in the stars and stripes. What don't I understand? Like, it's yeah. it it gets worse as the speech goes on, I feel like. It he, like, it feels like, okay, that's a good end of the speech. And then he's like, and another thing. And this. <laughs> and how could you do this? How do you, what do you think? They're calling you. And it's like, yeah, we get it. Like, you've sort of just said that. And now it's like, I don't know. It's really trying to nail the point home yeah like i think they make some good points just like i think this show makes some good points but i think i don't know maybe they need to trust their audience to be a little smarter and and understand those from the context and from what we've had in the five episodes leading up to this yeah and just make it a another 80 second speech or whatever it doesn't have to be four minutes and that's the thing like captain america's famous for having good speeches like Um, Steve Rogers is great at these speeches and he always does this thing to rally the troops or like say this important message and having a four minute speech it's and it's, it's just not as impactful at all no, for, you can, I think you can tell that this was supposed to be the first show they were doing because they were trying they're definitely trying to figure out how to do this on TV and I think they're like we've got a longer runtime. we have we can do longer speeches and that's how it's, and again maybe people haven't been paying attention for the last few episodes so in case you have a very short attention span and don't remember what we were exploring. Here's the whole show's point. Whereas Marvel's yeah. used to doing two-hour movies and being like, you know, you you won't you don't need to be reminded of what you just watched in that case. Yeah, true. And this thing, I think, like when the show's trying to tell an important message, it does it best when it is like Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley last week, just being like, yeah. 
straight up real and being like, you know, they won't let a black man be Captain America. They did this to me. They did this. Like, it's much more real when it's it, when it's really like on a pedestal and this dramatic speech. It doesn't feel sincere at all. It feels like pandering, um, yeah. even though it's a telling a real message and it's a good point. It's like it's, it doesn't land. I think what should have happened, like I was thinking about this compared to Chernobyl and how Chernobyl did a really good job in the last episode of just being this long exposition in a courtroom, being like, here's what we've done. Here's the problems mm. we've caused. Yeah. But it makes sense in that setting. Why? What I didn't get was why wasn't this just done as Sam has to give like a a review or something in like a court of law or, you know, in front of all the senators and be like, what happened with the flag smashes? And he's like, here's what happened. Four minute speech. You can, you could combine it with the Sharon Carter speech at the end, like have it yeah. be at the same sort of hearing. Yeah. He's there, gives this thing to them. It's on TV. It's televised or whatever as well. And not to mention the audio. These guys are recording him in the street and everyone in the world's getting a live stream of perfectly clear audio. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a microphone. What? <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, that would have made so much more sense to have it. So then he can actually be like, guys, I've got a, I've got a platform in front of everybody, rather than just like this impromptu a heat of the moment. moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Um, so we have the last of the flag smashes, including my favourite Aussie, um, being sent to the raft. Um, he barely uh, spoke this episode. Oh, bit, thank God. It's a bit disappointed <laughs> on your behalf, Luke. I was expecting a, a scene with him being like, Bucky says this was a good app. We're in trouble, guys. Um, we have the security escort says one world, one people, and you and he's like, oh yeah, and like does his little nod, and you're like, okay, this something's going to happen with these people going to, and they just get blown up and killed. Um, anyway, all the people Do in they? that, trip, I think it's like right afterwards they close it, it starts. They driving, say that they die. Yeah, later yeah. on in the episode, misinformation, and they get killed by Alfred the Butler. Wearing his butler outfit with the white gloves and everything still. Yeah. In his I don't know who that is. It's Zemo's butler. Zemo's butler, yeah. Zemo's butler. Yeah. Zemo, or Batman's butler. We're not sure yet. Um, but yeah, and then we have the little shot of, our only shot of Zemo in this episode of him on the raft, just hearing the news report on the radio and just being like, huh, I win. The super soldiers are dead. I killed them. That's um, really dumb to have that character say one world, one people, and then just be like, nah, they're all dead. I think it was supposed to misdirect us, though. Like, we're supposed to think, oh, this movement's going to live on. These guys are going to get out because they've got people supporting them all around the world. And yeah. then we have Zemo, who is kind of the wild card of the show, being like, nah, End bitches. No, nah, like, but it, it it could also be a thing as well. Like, it is showing that there are people who still support this cause that weren't committing the crimes that are in, like, the army and stuff like that. There, There is still the seeds here for this Flag Smashers, even though I hope people just bury those seeds and we don't go back to them again. Um, but yeah, so Zemo's butler murders them. Uh, what do you think of, of that, though, and Zemo? Is it just he gets the last laugh? And That's 100% what it is. I I mean, like I said, I wish, wish Zemo hadn't gone straight to the raft. He was one of the best parts about this show and we basically get 30 seconds of him in the finale and that's it. Yeah. It, no, it would have been a much better thing for him to be the focal villain of the episode, but... I'm sure he'll be back. I'm sure he'll be back. and He's still alive, wait. so... I can't wait. And he'll finally wear the damn purple balaclava. I hope he doesn't. I like, I like him just being <laughs> smug just, and eating Turkish delight. And I hate these bar, shows bar, bar, that are like, sheep. you know what the character looks like in the comics, and they're always teasing, like, at any moment they could take that uniform, but they never do. You yeah. haven't seen him in one scene it's with balaclava. It's weird, like, in the second episode, and then it's just... It's never cool. again, it's... 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we have Elaine from Seinfeld celebrating that Zemo got the last laugh. Um, I, I did enjoy, I did laugh at her being like, maybe I did. I'm kidding. I didn't. Or did I? I, I thought that was funny. I hate um, it so much. As soon as she started talking, I'm like, this is what she's going to say. She's, I was like, she's going to say, or did I? And she said it. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. It was funny. Like, out of that, like, she's a good actress. So she delivered it funnily. I think funnily, they, I thought. they did like an autofill of quirky dialogue for funny villains. And Had an AI, like, right. Yeah, exactly. The quirky dialogue. Character. Yeah. Um, so we get the official introduction of US Agent with the name drop and everything um, with his snappy black costume. Uh, do we like the costume? And so we'll get into John Walker now because this is what I was touching on earlier. I don't feel like this is a redemption thing. He's obviously still got that in his heart and he saves the senators. But I, working with this Elaine character, she's obviously on the wrong side of the law. And him... Uh, yeah, she's Lady Hydra. Agree? What'd she? you say then? She's Lady Hydra. Who's that? <laughs> she's a comic character. Oh. Like, that's, who, that's who she is. See, because yeah, last right. week we thought she was working for Power Broker, yeah. and we thought that's what she was implying. But she, she's—I think she's obviously going to be a villain. And U.S. Agent is a, very much an anti-hero in the comics, where he's outside of the law but doing this stuff that he feels like. Right? And I feel like Walker's whole thing of like, "I'm back!" Like, yes, I've got this suit back. I'm, I'm going to be a hero. Like, I feel like that's being like, no, he's not. He's not going to be a hero. This is going to not go down a good path. Like, he's not going to be fighting alongside. Sam and the Avengers and stuff like he's going to be and she says we won't need the Captain America we'll need a US agent like we'll need someone who can go in get their hands dirty murder people do this mm. and he's like the one like yes I agree so I don't feel like it's a redemption arc um obviously it shows that he's not ready to just kill senators and stuff like that but yeah I disagree about it fully being a redemption thing what do you guys think I think he's like I think he's I think his heart <laughs> sounds real dumb. I think his heart's in the right place, but like, I, as in, I think he thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah, I think he thinks he's being patriotic, but I think, like, again, the U.S. government is just using him. And that I thought that um, that's who Elaine was. Like, I thought she is just like the embodiment of the the government. I thought, I honestly thought she was she was the black lady in Suicide Squad that forms the Suicide Squad and sends them on their missions. Like, uh, that's who she was to me. Like, he's possibly. he's the Suicide Squad of Marvel. I think. Like, I think she's definitely, she's the bad part of the government, like, yeah. being outright with it. Like, what the government actually want, she's like, no, this is what we want. Like, she's in that meeting where he gets dismissed, and she comes out and she's like, don't think that we're not all happy. We're glad you killed her. Like, you know, she's like, is that sort of thing where she, I guess, will act on the government being like, the Hydra side of the of the government being like, well, let's do this now. Let's take over this place. Let's take out this person. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll feed into that thing from like Winter Soldier, where Hydra is sort of infiltrated in new government, and yeah, they're you know they're operating behind the shadows and they're doing these things. And she's kind of, I think, where that direction is going to take. I think it could be a really cool direction to be like this is the Captain America of the twenty first century. Sorry, the not the Captain America, the US agent slash a version of Captain America, where he's he's going in covert missions and they're assassinating people and doing the dirty work. And this sense of like if she is working for the US government completely legally and accepted. That'd also be a really nice mirror to the whole, you know, Nazi doctors getting brought over after World War Two and, you know, furthering mm-hmm. America's like progress. 
it'll be really interesting to see that sort of dynamic unfold where you've got US agents doing the things that are necessary, quote unquote, versus Sam, who's actually being like, no, well, this is the proper goodness. And that just that back and forth between what can Sam do as a perfectly good character when his hands are tied by things and what can US agent do when morality isn't a concern? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think that is really interesting. It, it all comes down to D&D alignments. I'm, t- I'm telling you. <laughs> no. um, Captain Walker is off the charts, man. <laughs> he's been all over the place. That's for I'm, sure. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more Captain Walker, though, in the future as US agent. I thought it was a snappy suit as well. So Yeah, I thought it looked good. Yeah, it's I enjoyed the same it. but black. Exactly. It's it's better than the new Captain America suit. Like, it's the same but white. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> what a oh, mix match. Yeah, I want um, to know if they were like, this is delicious. We've got the yeah. black guy in a white cloth, no white uniform. We've got a white guy in a black uniform. It's subtle. <laughs> it's subtle. Um, so we have Bucky making amends with Yuri. Um, I don't think there was much to this scene. I was expecting sort of more but it's it's sort of like a quick throwaway thing to be like he made amends with this i don't feel like there was any weight to this scene do you guys agree or awful scene awful yeah it was just very throwaway and i would have been nice to, i don't know i just wish there was a bit of fallout from it like he kind of sees him later in the bar but doesn't obviously doesn't go in so is he estranged from them now or like it's just really not but, clear and i really enjoyed the earlier episode with this scene and i was looking forward to this sort of payoff to it but it just I don't know, it just sort of felt like he tells him and then he, he walks outside in his apartment again. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. It's the, it's so poorly handled because it's done in like, it's got that really cheesy music building up. And you never mm. really see um, Yuri's reaction. All he's ever like, he says, oh, why? Why? You never actually yeah. see him deal with it. But no, exactly. It, like, he killed him and he's like, oh, I didn't have a choice. End of scene. Like, why is there no... Exactly. Why and there it's, even like yeah. tears or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um... Anyway, I, that was disappointing. But we have the scene of Sam and Isaiah talking in his garden. Um, there's a few fun back and forth like banter between them. I really like Isaiah. Um, I think he's a good character, and like the actors portrays him really well. Mm. Um, and we get the I did, reveal. I didn't that, get the point of him at the start, but I, yeah, he came around on me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. I think just he's acting like he's been good, and every time he you know he has to deliver a line, he did, he does well, sort of thing. So. That's- he does a lot of great moments where, like, in this, again, you see him carrying that tree and the plant. And so Which, you know that... He's strength. Yeah, you know that he's a yeah. super soldier. There's all these moments with him where it's really good... Um, It's really good storytelling because you see him as a character where he's, like, this. he is a super strong guy, but he's also kind of frail in the way he walks and he's, like, he's mm. acting this way. I mean, you can even read that as, like, this whole commentary on how black people in America have to act a certain way to not be... sort of... Mm. to not be arrested, to not be killed. Yeah. It's, like, all of his stuff is... Really, really good. Him and Zemo are the best parts of this show. That's a spin-off we should get. <laughs> Isaiah and Zemo? Just fucking they, like, they share a cell. They share yeah. a cell and they're just like... It's like three's Flashback. company. Yeah. Um, so we we get the reveal that he has his place in the museum, which is a nice scene, um, and that people remember him now and what he did. Um, any thoughts on this or just, just a good scene? Grana? Yeah, I don't know. No thoughts on it. <laughs> just, it's a good payoff, I feel like, to Isaiah's yeah. story. I don't know if we'll see him again. Um, no, I suspect we won't. Like that's gold, his statues sort of... look, gold statues look terrible of people. I don't know why they build them. I think most statues of people never look like the actual person. <laughs> it's, no. it's a funny meme at this point. Um, and then we get a final montage of Sam and his family and neighborhood having a barbecue and being friends. 
Um, Bucky flirting with his sister again, like we touched on earlier. Obviously, not much here. There's no dialogue or anything like that. Um, we don't. It's not really like they ne- they'd never go into them being at a bank making notes notes fly like they've gotten their loan now or they've done up the boat like the Titanic or anything. It's just sort of a family well, community. What should have happened? We should have seen Bucky robbing a bank and then he's being oh. like, Here's the money for your boat, guys. <laughs> having like, having that fun. bank manager being like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like your friendly <laughs> neighborhood winner soldier. He's saying everyone's just like, screw you bankers, we're Louisiana. Yeah, see? Exactly. Now that would have been that would have been good. I would have liked that. Um so we just get a we get a little scene in the post credits as well about Sharon Carter's now got her old position back in the US government, which obviously leads to some interesting stuff with her being the um power broker, having a lot of access to all this sort of these secrets and stuff like that. And already she's trying to sell it to the highest bidder. Um any thoughts on this or just is this going to be something that goes into MCU movies or is it just going to be the next season of this show? Do we feel it, I, it'll be part of a TV show? I don't know if it's this one or yeah. the next one, but yeah, true. Like, I don't know if it's this show next time or it's a different show, but it'll be part of a TV show. Conan, I haven't, so yeah, I haven't read anything about MCU's plans, but I think they are really trying to blend everything. Like, Again, it's my, it's been my mantra since day one. Marvel isn't like cinema or TV; it's Marvel. They they create their own product, mm. and I think this is what they're trying to do again. Like this will blend into the next movie. I just read this morning: Captain America Four is in the works, so there'll be something oh, really? there. Yeah, there'll be something there leading on from this, and this will pop up in everything now. Like because that's the thing. I think this show less than One Division, but there's no way the MCU movies don't deal with the events of One Division. You know, like. There's stuff that happens in that, like Scarlet Witch just can't show up and like, you know, with her new sort of suits and abilities and her whole new arc, but like without the events of WandaVision and Vision himself, like there's going to be a a new type of Vision flying around in these movies. So So many spoilers. I mean, if you've watched, if you've watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, you've watched WandaVision, I'm guessing. I haven't watched WandaVision. Oh, really? No. (laughs) You knew this. I, I genuinely didn't. I thought you, uh, you knew anyhow. this. We talked about this in the first episode, but I, I no, I totally disagree. I think that they could totally not reference anything from One Division, and I don't think anyone would blink an eye. Really? Yep. Oh, true. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I thought Conan had watched it. I won't go into more One Division <laughs> stuff. Um, so, and we finish with basically the reveal of the title of the next season: Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Mm. Instead of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I re- I really thought it was going to be Captain America and the White Wolf, but it's... they 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 literally say that once in the show. Like I don't know, I don't... but I think it goes with the whole thing of trying to move on from that identity. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe, maybe that's what they deal with in the next the next season. And then the third season will be Captain America and the White Wolf. Yeah, and then yeah. I don't know, I don't know what they call it in the fourth season. They get a new title somewhere, but Isaiah Bradley and Zemo. <laughs> The black black falcon and the white soldier. Um, so, all right. Well, that was the episode. Any final thoughts on that, or did I we enjoy wanna, it? Or it was fine. I just wanted to talk about um, Bucky's resolution a bit more because there is that there's that scene where they he sends the book to to his therapist. Yes, and they're yeah. all crossed out. And I'm like, did anybody need closure on the therapist? Like, I didn't. Like, I know it's signifying. No. I know it's signifying him like completing his journey. I wish he had sent that to um, Captain, like, real Cap. Like, and we had... Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, just an old man's hands. Just an old man's hands flicking through it. That's all it has to be. Yeah, that's so that much better. That's yeah. so much better than the therapist that we'd seen like once. Yeah. That's the thing. No Steve Rogers in this. That's yeah. That would have been great for not, That would have been a good final shot. Of yeah, like, I was looking. I was looking out for him in that scene where we see the butler blow up the um flag smashers because you're seeing all. Did you think there. it was? Did I was you, like I Steve, was Steve Rogers. <laughs> I was just gonna turn around and be. <laughs> I don't know, watching or something, or just being evil. But I was like, oh, cool, we're gonna see him finally. But yeah, I thought it was him too. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Just old man Steve Rogers listening to some 1960s music in his car, just blowing up the last of the flags, man. Mm. Or even if it was just like it turned out he was watching on TV or something, it would have been cool. I don't know. Well, uh, I don't know if S- Sam's speech had cut to him sitting in his lounge room crying as an old man watching Sam's speech. It probably wouldn't have been the best thing. And then he wipes one single tear away and he says, America. <laughs> That's my Captain America. <laughs> oh, um, well, yeah. Any more? Any more points to discuss on? Like, I agree with you, Grana. There wasn't Bucky's resolution. I feel like it didn't pay off no. to the point that it, it deserves to. But what did what did we think of the season overall, Grana? Um, I like. I didn't hate it. It's it's certainly not my favorite Marvel thing by any means. I don't. Mate, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think it was probably on par with One Division. I don't know that I liked One Division particularly more, just because I think One Division had a really weak start. I think it was, its later episodes were better than than this show, though. Probably. I I think I enjoyed One Division more um, overall. I feel like yeah. I remember, especially the last three or four episodes, being like, "Oh man, I want to yeah. watch the next episode. I really want to watch the next episode." Yep. Um. Well, this just didn't have the same thing. I enjoy a lot of moments in this. I think the main detractor in this is the flag smashes in Carly. Like, it's just not interesting, and it yeah. takes up so much of the show that it's just like Zemo, um, John Walker, uh, uh, Falcon as um, Captain America now. All that's really good, and I I'm glad like we got a show on it, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of those characters now. Yeah, uh, but everything else sort of just drags it down a bit. Conan, what do you think? Yeah, overall, I was I'm disappointed. I don't. I don't think I'll ever watch this again. Even when season two comes out, I um I don't think I would need to rewatch this because, to your point, all I would need to take away is okay, Sam is now Captain America, Bucky is resolved, Walker is U.S. agent, um, Zemo is just Zemoing things like the flag, yeah. and that's what I pointed. That's what I really felt after the end of this is the flag smasher arc is completely redundant to the actual point of the story. Um, Obviously, you need a villain to always be pursuing sort of for this thing. But all the change, all the character growth, all the moments that matter are with everybody else. And the yeah. fact that the entire show is shaped around the flag smashes is, the, is a really big problem um, that I, I, I would never want to watch again. I would never want to see Carly again. I would never yeah. want to see Mama Dolmio's funeral. I would never want to see our Aussie friend just reading our text messages. <laughs> oh, thank God. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I it, totally it, agree yeah. as well. It really feels like six episodes is just setting up season two again. Where we're gonna have finally we're gonna have the new Captain America. It's like this is a buffer. It's like guys, this is how we transition into the new Marvel. This yeah. itself isn't actually new Marvel, which I don't like. Well, there you have it. We don't want to watch the second season. Of this. Speaking of, this is the last episode of Watch It for now. We'll see you during the next season of Watch It when we watch Captain America and the Winter Soldier. No, I'm joking. You don't have to watch it if you don't want to. Um, I mean, I'll probably watch the next season. I just wouldn't rewatch season one. No, 
in preparation. No. Well, I mean, all you'd have to do is watch his four-minute speech, and you'd know the whole. That's the whole point of the <laughs> that first. That just wraps it up. Wraps it up exactly. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for listening. If you want more of us, this is actually a spinoff of our usual podcast, "The Good, the Bad, and the Worst," where we review and rank movie trilogies. Uh, next fortnight, we're actually reviewing uh, the Captain America trilogy, uh, sort of inspired from this podcast. So. Uh, that's Captain America First Avenger, Captain America Winter Soldier, and Captain America Civil War, where we get to see all these our favorite characters again, except for that Aussie actor. Um, <laughs> you can find us on all major podcast providers and on social media at Good Bad Worst Pod. Give it a listen and subscribe if you like, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Farewell.